Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, what's up? Thursday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV on the road on this Thursday afternoon. And I was blown away when we pulled onto the campus of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. We're kind of in the athletics village. Uh, You you get out of the car. We are inside. um, I I think I can still call it brand new Dantzler Arena. This, uh, This building is less than a year old. First basketball game that was played inside this building was around Thanksgiving last year. So they had the entire basketball season here. And uh, this is Meet the Bulldogs or Meet the Teams Night. Their uh, their five fall teams, fall and winter sports teams, will be introduced tonight to students and fans. And uh, we're going to tell you a lot about what's happening at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College throughout the course of the afternoon. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad. We're coming to you, as always, from the Pearl River Resort Studios, even when we're on the road. Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, two 18-hole championship courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. Book your tee time, plan your trip online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. You want to be a part of the conversation? Love to hear from you. Ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Whether you're looking for the best in wireless, the best in business internet solutions, or the best in home internet Seaspire's got you covered at seaspire.com to learn more. What's up? Hey. Good day on the road? Yeah, it was fine. That, it, it's it's, it's a, a long way from Oxford to Perkinson. It's it's not it's not a short drive from Starkville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh good day traveling though. Yeah. Traffic wasn't too bad. No. So, tires didn't melt. Although you almost did. I had I had a moment there where the light went on. I was just borky. I may have said a word. Can so. you imagine the amount of sweat? That would have come from oh, Brian Haydad if this on is. the side of the interstate he had had to pull off and change a tire. Especially in that a, orange shirt, what color would, that would have been when he got I there? I would have found a uh, big and tall store in Hattiesburg. And, and would you have changed the, the tire yourself, or would you have called like a, uh, a service person or AAA or something like that? I would have changed the tire. Okay. I, I mean, I'm proud to hear that. I am a grown man. Yeah. You know? I understand. I know how to change a tire. When's the last time you changed a tire? Uh, it's been a few years since I had to, since I had to do it. I will admit. The but la- I, was on, I was on the side of I-20 when that happened. Well, that's that, was, that was not pleasant. I, I will admit the last time I had a, a flat, and mm-hmm. when I say a flat, I'm talking about a full-on puncture. Yeah, that was me. Um, I did seek help 
in changing the oh, tire. You, you told the story. Yeah, the good people at the I forget where the, the business was in Oxford. Yeah, it was, was in Batesville. It was in Batesville at Big Delta Honda. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was I was on my way to Memphis. I had a football game. I was already dressed, so I was in like dress pants. That's right. Had on a coat and tie. I, mean, I guess wearing, was hanging in the back I'm wearing seat. slacks today. I was nervous about that for a second. I, I don't have a change of clothes at all. Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I, which is it was I, about 100 degrees. I figured you'd kept like three changes of clothes on you at all times. Well, usually they're extra clothes, but it's because I don't clean my truck out as often as I should. Um, but the point being was... The suit's been back there for two years. It was years. about 100 degrees, and I was like, this is not a good plan. And yeah. so I just pulled it, and I'm like, get, get, help, please. And they're like, sure, happy yeah. to. Uh, as they were closing and trying to uh, get out the door. Hey, we got a big story, I think, that has popped up in college football today. I first saw this from uh, Matt Moscona's Instagram feed where he was explaining why LSU defensive lineman Mason Smith is going to be out for yeah. the season opener, uh, which is kind of a big game for LSU. They don't have a week zero game. They don't, they don't play a directional school in week one. Right. Uh, they're not playing an FCS team in week one. They're opening the season in Orlando with Florida State. Correct. They had to navigate the waters of no Mason Smith on the defensive line a year ago because of injury. Mm-hmm. Now they have to navigate the waters of Mason Smith in the season opener because he is suspended for the first game of the season because in 2021, literally nine days before the new NIL rules went into effect, he and fellow LSU teammate Kayshawn Booty, who apparently has already served his suspension, signed autographs for money. Yeah. So he missed games last year for injury. He will miss a game this year for stupidity. Not on his fault. Not on, not on his part. On the NCAA's part. Because once again, we're like, you know what? What can we do to make everybody hate us? That's, that's what the NCAA does every morning. They wake up and they're like, what can we do today that will make everybody say, God, I hate those guys so much. And that's what they've done. And they've done a great job. They're the best at it. They, they yes, undefeated, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Um, at, at making people angry at them. I feel like there are multiple layers to this story, though. Yeah. There, there's the whole... Because there's some LSU stupidity, too. Well, there is. There is. I mean, there, there's spirit of the law, letter of the law. We talked about that yet. There is the... Twice in one week, we've talked about spirit and letter of the law. There is the hypocrisy that goes along with suspending a player for something that is not only legal, but just commonplace in Literally, today's college football landscape. Nine days. It could have been like, eh. And there is the people that are making decisions at LSU are a bunch of morons. You can make that argument. Bor- Borky, he- he- here's what I think. All right, so spirit of the law, letter of the law. I mean, we-, we get it, right? Okay, the law was, the rule was, NIL rules had not gone into effect. He signed autographs. He received money nine days before the new rules went into effect. Therefore, he can and maybe in the argument of the NCAA should be punished for that. It doesn't feel like that's kind of the spirit of the rule at this point, though, especially given the era that we are in. And two years later, this would be different if it happened sooner, but, I mean, it's 2023 now. You're talking about a violation that, you said it, is literally celebrated now. You've got quarterbacks on salaries worth hundreds, if not millions, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year, driving around $150,000 cars that were given to them, and that is all above board and legal. And this young man dared sign autographs for money 
days before you decided to drop all of your power at once, and two years later, he has to sit out a game. Two years later, he has to sit out a game. That, that to me, is an absurdity. And, you know, I don't hate it for LSU. LSU cannot complain about uh, selective enforcement or, or all, all the stuff that they're saying down in Baton Rouge today, considering how light they got off for funneling money through a hospital charity to pay players. What if you just stolen money from a hospital? I, I know, right? Told you'd be in the clear right now. He'd gotten off, uh, apparently. So those are the last people that can complain about this. One but- guy did go to jail for that. Not any LSU players. Yeah, but 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 the guy at the hospital, Funyes, he he did go to jail. Deservedly yeah, so. He didn't do that. Yeah, exactly. and, and got a much lesser the legal system. Got him. Yeah, and his sentence was light compared to his crime too. But uh, I true. guess that's how it works down there. But yeah, it's ridiculous that two years right. later, for doing something that's celebrated, he, he's having to miss a massive game as a result. It's stupid. All right, so letter of the law, spirit of the law. There's one. Here we go again. Hypocrisy. Yeah. And I, I mean, Pharisees and Sadducees. Well, I mean, we, we, we could in hypocrisy, we could talk about, you know, what's legal now versus what was legal then. But but that doesn't fit with this. Here's the hypocrisy. You remember a guy named Johnny Benzel? Yeah, exactly. He was suspended a half. Yeah. Well, maybe the problem is and they it, couldn't prove it, but ultimately he was suspended for one half of one game. Comes back onto the field. Drives down and immediately flashes the money side in your face in CAA. That was an alternate middle finger, by the way, that he gave with the money side. Kayshawn Boutte didn't miss the Florida State game last year. LSU got to pick the game. It was New Mexico State or something. Why can't LSU do that again? And And, then the bigger question, which we talked about. This is the third leg of this story to me. This is the part where it's like, what were you thinking? The morons that are in charge at LSU. Mason Smith was hurt and was not going to be able to play last year. But they could have said something different. On the regular, we have coaches that say, we don't talk about injuries. That's right, Dan I, I feel like ah. I've heard that before. Somewhere, well, we're, we're not talking policy. about injuries. We're policy. Not talking about injuries. So why, if you're not really going to talk about injuries anyway, or if you are going to reveal that there is an injury and he is out for the season, why do you not play the first game of the year Tell the NCAA that Mason Smith will be serving his ex- suspension during that first game yeah. and then announce after week one before week two that he's out for the year with a knee injury. Or wait for a couple of weeks and be like, hey, you know, he's been trying to come back That's what they this. should have done Wasn't last been year. Able to go. They, they he could have taken that in game one last year and been done with it. And they're playing Florida State last year, so yes. I, understand why they didn't, I understand why they didn't suspend him. But it's the same thing. They could have just said in week two, I think they played Southern. And I don't mean Southern Miss. I mean Southern, Southern University. University. They could have said... He's questionable. He's doubtful this week. We're going to try to get him out there. But, unfortunately, there's also this NCAA matter, and he was going to be suspended anyway, so it doesn't matter. And then week three when they're playing Mississippi State, oh, yeah, he's out for the year. Hello. Once again, our hand-raised guy needed to be there. Our vice president of common sense was not in the room at LSU. And, look, we got a bunch of people in here who might be thinking, these, are, these guys are pretty nefarious. They're pretty shady. They're trying to – no, it's the NCAA that is a corrupt organization yes. that – rules with ambiguity at best. They rule with an iron fist and stupidity. It's the worst two things you can rule with. Yeah, but it, it's only when they want to rule with an iron fist. Right. They do it when it's convenient and expedient for them because yeah. there are a lot of times where they don't rule at all. 
for a really, really long time, or when it's pretty clear <laughs> how a ruling should come down, yeah. it doesn't come down that way at no, all. No, you're right about that. Yes, yeah. my favorite phrase was, yes, this was the year that Ole Miss's NCAA investigation Turns went so to kindergarten. Went to kindergarten. Yes, that was, that was my favorite. All right, Sports Talk Mississippi with you just getting started. Going to introduce you to uh, who is going to be a friend of the program going forward, Dr. Mary Graham. She is the president here at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. We are back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi on the road. Back after this. From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Thursday afternoon with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, on the road today at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. And, yes, that is a band that you hear if you happen to be watching on Super Talk TV. You can see some of it in the uh, background. This is an impressive group. A couple of hundred members in the uh, Gulf Coast marching band, and they've got the uh, Meet the Teams tonight. Football team, men's and women's basketball team, and tennis also? Soccer. Soccer. Soccer, Perkettes, cheerleaders. A lot going on. That is the voice of uh, Dr. Mary Graham. She is the president and has been for over a decade here at uh, at Gulf Coast. First of all, thanks for having us. This is incredible. I, I told Haydad a second ago, um, when I pulled onto campus, especially this part of, of campus mm-hmm. with the sports complex, the, the athletic, the athletic village, village mm-hmm. it looks phenomenal. And, and whether you're talking about football or, or baseball, is, Baseball or softball right out here? Both. Okay, both are out this way. And then uh, a brand-new basketball facility. This is incredible. We're excited about it. We've made a lot of improvements over the last 10 years. Super excited. Huge fan base. Lots of opportunity. I don't know if you know, we have over 23,000 students that we serve at Gulf Coast Community College. We have 11 campuses now. So... We are rocking and rolling. So the the community college system obviously spread across the state, and it's one of the the really important things in the state of Mississippi. But in terms of numbers, you operated a little bit different level than just about everywhere else. Is that simply a function of the population on the coast? You're talking about the size and what we do? Yeah, in terms of enrollment and size. Well, you know, it's interesting because we serve Harrison, Jackson, Stone, and George, four very different counties. And so we have 11 locations now throughout those four county districts. And Every campus is very unique and has its own character. For example, Perk's very traditional. High school students coming to be in the band, play a sport, major in a career in technical or academic, and move on to the university. Harrison and Jackson County, more uh, workforce-oriented, but again, have that opportunity for students to major in an academic career. 70% of them are going on to the university as a transfer student. But then we have 60 career and technical programs for them to major in. So if you're looking at Jackson County, heavy industrial area with Chevron and Ingalls, we do all their training for them. A lot of their students, you know, will come and advance their degree with us or get their skills and go to work for them. Uh, Harrison County, on the other hand, is more tourism, more technology oriented. So what we've tried to do as community colleges focus on the community and what their needs are. And every one of those communities are very, very different, which has enabled us to be very creative and to be quite large, to be honest with so, you. So those different campus locations almost have different specialties based on Absolutely. where they are? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, there are some constants. You sure. know, everyone needs a welder. 
So we have welding at every location. We just picked up USM Gulf Park. We'll be offering all of their freshman and sophomore classes. They're going to get out of that business on the coast, and we'll move in and take on that responsibility. So we're claiming it as our 11th location and working with USM very closely. What about the focus on, on athletics? Um, we talk all the time about you know, a college football team kind of being the front door to a university. Is, is that the case to, to a certain extent for, for you as well? Well, I think if you look at JUCO football, very popular in Mississippi. We have one of the strongest leagues, if you will, strongest conferences yeah. throughout the United States. I, mean, we're, I don't even know if it's debatable. Football's king. And so it's our anchor sport here at Gulf Coast. Um, brings us a lot of notoriety when we're winning, uh, and which we do most of the time. Uh, but a lot of um, opportunity for students here. And, you know, the thing that's as important as winning, saying that from a presidential standpoint, I mean, we want to win at everything, just to be honest, not just sports. But our students are winning in the classroom, too. We came in 14th in the nation for our academic scholars. So that's in every sport. Every sport's producing these academic scholars and going on and signing with the university. Some of them are going on to play professional ball. That's a prideful moment for us when those students play for the Saints or play for another professional sports teams, or even if they transfer to Mississippi State, Ole Miss, USM, prideful moment for us because they have an opportunity to go on and play, fulfill their dreams. As I've had the opportunity to visit with community college presidents across Mississippi over the last few years, I've always tried to to ask, what what is your pitch for the community college system in Mississippi and the importance that it has? We know about the role of higher education overall, but that also has its challenges. Um, Affordability is something that that always comes up, but it just feels like there's so much just immediacy and the ability to go from – especially with a technical program, directly into a good-paying job. Absolutely. And we do specialize in a lot of technical areas. The unique thing, and I've had the great opportunity to serve on the National Community College Board, so I have that opportunity to compare what we're doing. It's a big answer coming. Here we go. What we're doing compared to the rest of the nation. Mississippi, we do a lot of things right, but we have definitely done community colleges right. We offer adult ed for those people who never finished a high school diploma. We at Gulf Coast have one of the largest graduating high school classes because of our adult ed market. So we graduated almost 200 students this year with a GED. So they can do that. That's one level. They can come in and do one year or two year or certificate or a badge, get a skill. Maybe they want a particular technology skill. They come in and take a nursing course or, you know, be be certified as a CNA, a LPN, R&RN. So we have all those levels. And then you have that academic route where two years go on to the university, full scholarship, honors programs, all those things. So the great thing about Mississippi, and then we have sports, and then we have dorms. People aren't doing that in the rest of the nation. They don't have that comprehensive approach to education, and we're very blessed to have that opportunity to do that. So I feel like Mississippi does community college very well. You mentioned two really big companies a moment ago with with Chevron and and Ingalls being Mm -hmm. on the Gulf Coast. What's the relationship between those and other businesses that that qualifies really big industry with your graduates? We we train for close to 100 different partners throughout the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Stone and George County as well. We, we build 
customized training programs for them, non-credit and credit, depending on what they oh, wow. want. So if uh, we do 13, 14 different craft programs for English shipbuilding, so apprenticeships, one of the oldest apprenticeship programs. But on the other hand, we just graduated a class of nurses, which is really cool with Singer River Hospital, where they pulled people from custodial, HR, cafeteria, said, hey, we need nurses. Are any of you interested in doing that? They apprenticed in the hospital. They were paid their regular salary. They were in a cohort group. We just graduated 15 of those people. They met all the credentials. They passed the NCLEX. They're do well, they will pass the NCLEX. But it's amazing that we've customized that and lifted those people up from those jobs. And now they're going to go out and earn a great living as a nurse. So we try to customize, give industry, business and industry, large and small, what they ask for. And it does. it's not cookie cutter. We're very much going to um, give them what they want when they want it at a price they can afford. What a unique solution, too. Uh, so you said Singing River was a hospital? Singing River did that. So mm -hmm. like everybody, they go, okay, we've got an issue. We've got a nursing shortage. How do we address this? Right. Oh, let's just take some of our own people. That's sure. Uh, what a and, very cool and deal. The great thing is these people were paid while they were in school, so yeah. they never had to quit their job to go to school. So it was a great opportunity and the board of nursing blessed it and said hey you guys doing great things let's try it all right talk to me about big picture we're visiting with uh, dr mary graham just for a couple of more minutes we are live at mississippi gulf coast community college today sports talk mississippi on the road uh your agenda your five-year plan what what's next well we want to win at all sports okay got that <laughs> I, I got that message they are here to win we are here to win we want to win at everything no um, our culture here at Gulf Coast is very family-oriented. Uh, we try to hire the best people, whether it be in athletics or in the classroom, staff, you know, whatever case may be. We're reaching for that level of excellence. We want to be not only the best community college in Mississippi, we want to be the best in the nation. So our bar is quite high, and we're always striving for that next level. We received over $23 million in grants just this past year, so okay. we're constantly fighting the fight to bring in new dollars. Uh, to support the great and innovative things we want to do, we're a leader in cybersecurity. We're a leader in artificial intelligence training, so working with Keesler Air Force Base. So we really want to explore new and innovative areas, but we always want a finger on the pulse of what our local community needs. But we want to take that community to the next level. This building, I know you're proud of it. Super proud. Got to be proud of it. How big of a project was this? How hard was it to get it done? How long did it take to go from idea to here we are? So interesting you ask. We worked with our board of trustees. I have a 23 board uh, member board. And we brought to them a plan to lift up and improve athletics. Because, you know, curb appeal is important. Right. Facilities are important. Everyone's recruiting. Everyone's offering things to students. And so we knew the best place to start was hire the best coaches and pay them well to make sure we had the great facilities and, of course, to have quality instruction because, you know, that's the real reason they're here. And so we worked with the board. We laid out a plan to improve every athletic facility in our institution. This center was the very last piece of that plan. So we have touched every sport golf course you know our new arena this basketball gym so board was very supportive we cobbled together a lot of different sources of funding and we made it happen not to play favorites but is this the uh, the crown jewel at the end of that project it's pretty well, spectacular you're asking me and of course it is of course it is <laughs>
thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having us today sure. and uh, continued success as you roll into this uh, new academic year. Thank you so much. Glad to have you guys here. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll take a quick time out. More with you coming up after this on the road at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. The Angels wish they had gone ahead and traded Shohei Otani. <laughs> Hindsight can be twenty twenty sometimes. What a bummer, Forky. I know you're like the biggest Otani fan among us. I think he or loves, you've been talking about us. He for likes Otani for one reason: he gets clicks. Yeah. What? The, uh, I, mean, I need we, to go back to, to find that video we, to see how we, many more tens of thousands of views Otani into our college football conversations more, just because of the aggregation. Oh, our, our YouTube videos the the, the the ones that I cut out and put out there, they do well. People watch okay. them, people like them, all that. Yeah, but I, I clipped in a, us talking about Otani, and <laughs> within twelve hours, it had like twenty five thousand views on it, I, and I mean, like one hundred and fifty comments of people just like, "You guys don't know what you're talking about with Otani." Like, or some people were like, "Yeah, that yeah, conversation was great." You're right. We don't know anything about Otani. We're a sports talk show in Mississippi. Hmm. I've, I have literally never watched a full game that Otani has played in. Just wondering if that's uh, if there was like some Far East viewership. I, mean, I think, there, I like, think if you was put there captioning, Otani, oh, there may have been. But there, I'm just saying, if you say Otani, somebody picks it up. Yeah. It aggregates. It takes care of itself. We just yeah. need to do that. But the the, the implications of this man, um, they're far reaching. The, By the, the way, if you miss the story, he's, he's got to have Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Well, well he's like, still going to hit though. I mean, they, they're still going to hit considering his options. And that means there. next year he can't pitch. He'll just be a hitter next year. So going into free agency, he can only hit. That's okay. It's, oh yeah, I'd still take the bat. Yeah, yeah he, take, he, he's going to. I be, can live with forty home runs. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's still. I don't think it affects his value at all. Oh, but that, people think it does. People think that this injury he has cost him a hundred million dollars. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Borky. I don't know. I just feel like with the track record of successful UCL surgery, Here's yeah, the thing. coming back yeah. from that, it's his second one. Well, he really ought to be good to go then. Yeah. That, thing should, twice. that thing should be tight as a drum. It's it's his second one. Uh, people are, are wondering. Same if, arm, I'm, sure, I'm assuming. You would think Same so. elbow. It's his pitching arm. I, I mean, yes. you never know. I mean, he, he could have been uh, you know, a lefty for a while, I guess. I have but. not one, but two reconstructed UCLs. You have nothing to worry yeah. about going forward. Like, the, like bionic the bionic man. man. Jinx, wow. you owe me a Coke. Love yeah. it. But yeah, the implications of that, I mean, for the Angels, it sucks because they could have gotten a bunch of prospects for them and they chose not to. And instead, you know, they're they're out. They're probably going to shut Trout down now. Um, It it stinks for fans because he was having a a heck of a year and now you you won't be able to watch him pitch. I guess he's still going to hit. It sucks for him because it could cost him money. And if you're a future team of Otani... How are you going to use him when it comes to pitching? I mean, again, this is his second well, UCL surgery. Uh, no. Right, but this is his second one. And so how are teams going to view the you're going to hit every day and pitch every 
four games thing moving forward? Are, are people going to cool on that idea knowing that, again, his second Tommy John surgery is on the horizon? And I feel like I'm being cold and callous about this. It doesn't affect how I look at him at all. It's like, okay, I've got maybe the best hitter in the game, 150 games a year. And when he's not dealing with a torn UCL, I've got one of the most dominant pitchers in the game as well. If and then, I can get two out of every three years from him on the mound, okay. Like, uh, maybe, if you're the Atlanta Braves, you'd still do this, right? I mean, if it's $500 million, you do it, right? I just had like a Dr. Jack Ramsey. Well, hold on thing a second. There. We went second person. You're the Atlanta Braves. Go ahead. Do I feel good about putting him in the outfield every day? Yeah. But here's the problem. It kind of narrows you to American League teams, unless we've got a change in the DH rule. I mean, that's coming, right? He would think that's coming. It, well, it's been talked about Look, forever. Did it, did it get voted in? Just I feel spend like... the money, San Fran. Just spend it. It'll be all right. Just spend the money. But if you're in the American... If there is a DH rule in place only in the American League, mm-hmm. you have knocked half the league out of taking him. Yeah. Now the DH is universal. Yeah, DH is. Yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, start, you, yeah. you, you, you made me yeah. question myself. Well, yeah, it's and universal. I was sitting there like, you know, Richard knows baseball a little bit more than me, so maybe I'm wrong. But no, I, no, I was right. Honestly, I was questioning myself as I was saying it. So. We're all on the same page. This is going to be a great clip. These people are going to be like, these guys talking about Otani. They don't even know can, anything about you, the game of baseball. Can, can you please not tag? No, tag Otani. Don't put this segment on, on YouTube. And uh, yeah. I'm going to literally write Otani just well, five I mean, times we, in the – You messed up the uh, the Matt Greer, Travis – or you didn't mess it up, but they convinced you that you messed it up. Yeah. That's so. not as bad as Cowherd saying that the Angels could have gotten a bunch of draft picks – that's for Otani, which that's is not as bad as Cowherd saying that Dwayne Haskins can't win a Super Bowl when he passed away. Yeah, but I um, Jeff sent us a really nice message, but it was in two parts, and uh, so like it, <laughs> well, bad. Yeah, no, no. So like the first thing I saw was you idiots. No, it and just then, said Lord and Savior, and I thought he's saying to me, "You moron," and and that was how he was using it. I didn't realize that it was actually on the heels of talking about the fact that he was saved while he was on campus here. <laughs> Mississippi Gulf Coast. So I'm feeling better about that. But he it, wasn't calling you his Lord and Savior, I promise no, you No, no, no. It was like, my goodness, you idiots. I can't believe what you're just saying. I thought that's what the message was. Uh, and then he does let us know that it's been two years. Uh, Donald in Oxford, love your show. <laughs> A little constructive criticism. It would be better if you guys stopped talking over each other. Our, uh, what did you say? Our apologies. What you, uh, not? What's the problem? Is Borky talking? No. I saw his mouth moving. Yeah, a to myself. Ago. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll turn my mic. I don't off. understand what's going on. <laughs> you guys are killing. Uh, Kill. Do you see this? Like, if if that light's not on, I'm not talking. Yeah. That, no, that's no I understand, but it, it throws me a curveball when I'm looking at you and you are talking and I don't hear anything at all. So it's like, okay, gotcha. I'll just uh, sometimes I'll just he's watch just over there the mouthing and he's just like that. Idiot cross. Yeah. Just got me again. Yeah. So two years now that the DH has been in place in the National League. Yeah. I don't yeah. I, I just completely forgot it. So then do what guys... do you think he's worth now? Like what would you pay if you're the Atlanta Braves, if you're the Chicago Cubs? Trout money. More than that. More than that. Mookie Betts money. I, mean, I guess Trout's still the biggest contract, right? what is Trout's contract? Is it like thirty eight, thirty nine, forty? What is it? Yeah, but like over 12 years. I mean, I would go 
But are, are, will you give him five hundred million over ten years? I'd give him six hundred million over twelve. Trout was four twenty six five, four hundred twenty six million five hundred thousand. The five hundred thousand is very, very important there. Uh, over how many years? Twelve. Twelve year deal. Yep. Yeah, I would give six hundred twelve. Six hundred million for twelve years. Fifty, 50, 50 mil. billion a year. Fifty mil. Put your microphone down closer to you. There you go. Works better. You ever been on the radio before? Yeah, once or twice. Sports talk, Miss Sailor, act like it. Ah, look at him. Look at him. You want to be part of the conversation, you can join us on the ceasefire text line. Request down there. I'm hey, could you not talk over I'm talking me at over the same you right time? now. Show would be better. That's what they say. We're giving you a hard time, Donald. Do you guys realize that one week from right now, yeah. we are two hours and 15 minutes from kickoff of a gazillion games on that uh, that Thursday night. The first game that we'll kick is Eli and Wake Forest. Kent State, UCF, Rhode Island, Georgia State, St. Francis and Western Michigan. Those are all kicking off at 6 o'clock Central Time. I'll miss those. Uh, 6.30, you've got NC State and UConn. I'll miss that. 7 o'clock, uh, Florida and Utah, the Utes. I hate that I'm going to miss, I guess, the first half of that. Most of the first quarter. Where are you going to? I'll be coming back from Oxford. We got, we'll be at College Corner. Borky and I have to work. We got to right. go to College Corner that day and, and celebrate their grand opening. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to have to like pop up my phone, pull up uh, the Hulu app, and, and just watch myself win uh, a meal on Haydad that night. No, you're not winning anything, buddy. I was going to say, do, do your phones not stream video? Yeah, I'm sorry that I like to drive safe. If anybody's listening out there. Are you a two-hands-on-the-wheel guy when you're driving? You are, aren't you? I'm not. I think you are. I think I've seen that before. Like, you'll get in the car. You kind of climb into your Laid back, money on my mind. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I don't think so. I think I've seen you where you climb into your little red rocket and you put one hand at 10 and the other hand at 2. And and you just kind of. How dare you? Kind of tootle down the road with. Tootle. Two hands properly placed. Mm. Yeah. Can't all afford to get a new car every fiscal quarter like some people. Quarter? Yeah. Quarterly? Yeah. It's not quite that bad. <laughs> Annually, maybe. What am I that, doing this quarter? Is it a new car or a new house? I can't decide. You, usually it's just, well, do the tires need to be changed? All right, it's probably <laughs> it's time. time to go. Have you priced new tires lately? <laughs> Houston, like, once said, Houston once told me, he's like, Cross is the kind of guy that when he needs a car wash, he just goes and buys a new car. No, it's, it's, it's not. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> For, forever it has been. <laughs> this one's dirty. <laughs> it's got a little smudge on it. Time for a new one. It's like it's a shirt. It, it has been a financial downfall, and early in our marriage, yeah. it was a source of um, I bet it was. Con- consternation. Consternation. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. That's about, I bet it was. <laughs> it, I had a... Um, like a, a two-door Chevy pickup truck. Like oh, just God, a, Chevy. Yeah, I, I, well, I know. Um, and I didn't like it. And I knew I was getting rid of it. Yeah. And I found a used vehicle that was like sitting in front of a business. And I bought <laughs> it and came home with it. Jane goes, you didn't, you didn't tell her? You, you, you have a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why did, I was like, well, I'm going to sell that one. She's like, yesterday? You're going to sell it yesterday? <laughs> Sorry. She's like, do you think maybe we could talk? She's like, you mentioned it to me, but do you think we could actually have a conversation about whether or not this makes sense? I tell my wife when I'm going to Jersey Mike's. 
Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. We're back in the Pearl River Resort studio after this. Come on, Supertalk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Sports Talk Mississippi. Pretty cool welcome when we uh, walked in the building today. I, I looked in and like to my right and my left as we walked inside the Ansel Arena in the uh, the lobby of the building. They've got video screens. Yeah. And it, it's like, not necessarily like video board that hangs from the center of a coliseum, but it's it's right. the one that looks like if you're in a sports bar where they're, you know, if you take. Hold on. I, I, I knew what the problem was. Oh, geez. Hey, Dad. I mean, you can't take this guy anywhere. <laughs> I, I, pick, I picked up the I put him down there. Okay. I'll ask you again. You ever been on the radio before? It's the first time. Yeah. Appreciate the uh, the admission this time. Yeah. But no, it's like the uh, like if you had nine fifty five. She just makes me nervous. Inch TVs, like okay. Anyway, they had our Big lo- video board. Yeah. They had our logo on it. It was pretty awesome. I and noticed it's, uh, it's here in the arena. I came as in well. the other the other direction, so I didn't see that that video board. But the first thing I saw when I walked in was the big jumbotron there. Uh, and it had Welcome Sports Talk Mississippi. I like how, the, by the way, I like how it's centered here, and you just bulldogs right under there. You see that? Yes. That looks great. In blue and yellow, it is spectacular. If you squint really hard, it's maroon and white. You just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> you just keep telling yourself that. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you by... Tell me who. Go, go ahead. Go, please, by all means. Uh, our, our official apparel provider, Gentile, who yeah. I was told today, the new shirts are the new shirts are in. Yes. The Brian Haydad size shirts are in. I need a, I need a whole catalog. That needs, it needs to be like, you know, large, extra large, 2XL, Haydad. <laughs> Is that the marketing approach they, yeah. they want to go with? That's, that's my payment for coming up with escape hatch technology. Yeah. Um. And we'll be giving away a Gentile Polo in about an hour and some change. Yeah. Our 10 days of trivia rolls on. Yes. Uh, you, had, you had a tough question today. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. He, he stum- Once again, I haven't asked if I've stumped you. But, you know, of course, I sent you the answers, so I probably not. No, you didn't stump me. I do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but his question today, I was like, I don't know. Borky, did you hear us discussing it earlier, or are you left in the uh, in the dark on no, this? No, I heard it. Okay. Okay. Well, so there you go. So we know, but you don't know. Yeah. So uh, we'll have that coming up at uh, five twenty this afternoon. We got to move college football fix around a little bit. I think that's where Borky has that slated. See, I did look at the rundown. We're, I we're, oh, yeah, that's right. Imagine that. Five twenty hey, is yeah. I, I yeah. want to squeeze this in because it's just a busy day. It's a busy four o'clock and five o'clock hour. Did yeah. you guys hear Jerry Jones talking <laughs> about the Sam Williams arrest? <laughs> No. I, I did. So former what a great quote. Ole Miss defensive end Sam Williams uh, was arrested um, for speeding and uh, controlled substance and uh, weapons charge. Last season, he was also arrested for uh, dramatically excessive speeding. And Jerry Jones was asked about that by a reporter, and here was his response. Last year, he drives you know, 100 miles an hour and has a wreck. You know, in this, I mean... How do you conjugate all of it? How, how do you 
balance those things? Well, uh, first of all, I'm saying that he is as, which is more often the case than not, uh, this sounds a little hollow, but he does and is uh, maturing, uh, and he is. Uh, the, uh, uh, what was he going, 66? Was he going 66 miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. So he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98-66, so that's improvement. That is an all-timer from Jerry. If you, you had not, I'm glad that you hadn't heard that. I had not heard that. That is, an, that is a man that knows how winning gets done. It doesn't get done throwing talented players off the team for yeah. speed. First of all, <laughs> Kirby of Smart took a page out of that book. First of all, this may ring a little hollow, <laughs> but I think he's uh, matur- maturing. Maturing. <laughs> oh, this time dear. last year, hey, hey, Dad, we eat a whole chocolate pie. Now he's just eating a slice. That's yeah. maturity. Yeah, that's uh, it's progress. <laughs> what a great, great quote. Can we play that one more time? We can. I, I I need to hear that one more time. Jerry Jones being asked about Sam Williams after his arrest. Last year he drives you know, 100 miles an hour and has a wreck. You know, in this, I mean, how do you conjugate all that? How, how do you balance those things? Well, uh, first of all, I'm saying that he is as, which is more often the case than not. Uh, this sounds a little hollow, but he does and is. Uh, maturing, uh, and he is. Uh, the uh, uh, what was he going? Sixty-six. Was he going sixty-six miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. So he's thirty-four miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. Ninety-eight, sixty-six. So that's improvement. That's so good. By the way, was the question was, so good. was the question how do you conjugate all that? Yeah, he did say how do you conjugate? You know, last year you know get the hundred mile an yeah. hour and he, how, you know how do you charge. conjugate all that? Is that a verb or a relationship? What what is that question? Mm. How, who uses conjugate like that? I think both the reporter and Jerry were struggling to find the right words. I think they were in, maturing in, in that moment. We have not matured on this show. Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> Borky, I, I, I said I don't know if you've got the audio ready or not, and, and obviously play that we, again. I know we don't we have time for it uh, right now. We, we've got to play the audio from uh, Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big Twelve, as well. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. We are on the road on this Thursday afternoon broadcasting live from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. We'll tell you more about that as we go through the show uh, this afternoon. Time for us, though, to uh, go to the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Aaron Gershon joins us, covers the Kentucky Wildcats for the 24-7 site there in uh, in Lexington and Aaron, I appreciate a few minutes of your time. Always good to uh, always good to catch up. I am really really fascinated by this Kentucky team, and it I, to me the conversation has to start with, with Devin Leary. Did the Cats mm-hmm. upgrade at quarterback? Yeah, that's a great question. It's kind of been a, a hot button topic around here, and I've been in the camp of I, I believe so, and it's not. 
I don't want to take it as something where I'm against Will Levis or don't think he can't have a successful pro career if he stays healthy. I just think in the college game, some of the things the last couple of years, uh, I just think Larry's a better fit. The the things I kind of point to, you know, Levis threw the ball, just the velocity he had, his NFL velocity. And, you know, if you're not throwing like that at Alabama, Ohio State, you know, those type of receivers, they handle that. But some of the guys Kentucky have had, um, outside of Wondell Robinson, who is obviously a high NFL pick, and some of the, you know, weapons that he's had, that he had during his two years here just couldn't handle that heat. There was a play week one of the season where he threw a 20 yard just bullet into the end zone wide open, and the tight end, Isaiah Cummings, just dropped the ball. I mean, it should it would have been a catch in the NFL. So with DeAndre Hopkins in Tennessee, if he gets that chance to throw with him, I think he'll be fine. But with Devin Leary, there's just a little more touch on the ball. He still can push it down the field. He's extremely accurate. I mean, if you look at the interception numbers, uh, when he was healthy in 2021, it was 35 to 5 touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, last year before the injury, it was 11 to 4. And with Levis, you know, the picks were the biggest thing that hurt him, uh, in his two years here. So I definitely think there could be a case made for it. We have to see how it goes on the field, but just looking at Leary's body of work compared to Levis, yeah, I could see it being an upgrade. You know, Aaron, where, where we are in Mississippi, uh, you know, we, we cover Mississippi State, we cover Ole Miss, and mm-hmm. there is, generally speaking, the, the first group that, that those two teams have on a given year is pretty good, good enough to compete with anybody in the SEC. But in terms right. of depth, I mean, if you're comparing it to Georgia, the way they recruit, or LSU, or, or Alabama, that tends to be where it's lacking. When I think about the season mm-hmm. Kentucky had last year, I feel like injuries played such a big part of the story. Yeah. Is is that a fair comparison? If you're kind of grouping Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Kentucky, kind of in the 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 same pod, that maybe that's the difference there at UK as well. Yeah, I definitely think they're in that pod. I don't think they're in like a Vandy, Missouri pod anymore. I think they're definitely in that Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, I'm still in the camp of Texas A&M's in that boat. I haven't moved them up yet. Um, so in that, like, I don't know, five to nine-ish range in the conference. So I, I definitely agree with that. And I think Kentucky, you know, last year, obviously Levis was dealing with the toe injury from about week five on. He broke his finger. He also had a back injury, and that was because the offensive line last year was such a disaster. And that was the, that was the biggest thing with Kentucky last year is, they kind of just they didn't have the depth they normally do up front. They lost three guys to the NFL the year before, and how it's been going the last five years, uh, they've been able to kind of just reload that thing in one year. And last year, that just wasn't the case. The depth wasn't there. Uh, this year, they were able to go out and really attack the transfer portal. Uh, they get to move some of their guys from last year back to the natural position. Eli Cox back from center. Uh, going back to uh, right guard, and then Kenneth Forsey, who was playing left tackle, will move back to left guard where he's more comfortable. So those type of things will help. But, yeah, I, I definitely think the injuries last year, more so on the offense side of the ball, Chris Rodriguez being suspended the first four games of the year, uh, the depth the depth was an issue last year. But I really think uh, they've done a pretty good job of replenishing things. And you mentioned Rodriguez there. You know, Mark Stoops' teams, they're built on the running game. They're built on defense. Mm-hmm. Rodriguez off, you know, out of eligibility. Cavassier uh, Smoke heads yep. into the transfer portal. I believe he's at Colorado now with Deion Sanders. Yep. They've gone into the transfer portal themselves, Kentucky, and brought in Ray Davis from uh, from Vanderbilt. Is he going to be able to be that lead back that Kentucky has sort of had these past five, six years? Yeah, it's a great question. I think he's uh, 
it's going to be interesting. I don't think you're going to see a bell cow like you usually do. I think Ray will be a starter. I think he'll, you know, get the majority of the reps. But they have a lot of guys in that running back room they really like, and they're going to try to make an emphasis this year of using them as pass catchers, too. They also added um, Deme Sumo Karen Jave from North Carolina State. He follows Will Levis over, and he's a guy that can, is a running back by trait, but he has been lining up in the slot a lot, and they really like to move him around and make him you know, this versatile weapon. They have Juton McLean, a senior who's been around, and really, if he hasn't been hurt, you know, we've seen it in flashes where he can make a lot of catches out of the backfield. He's really good, you know, after first contact. He's a really fast guy, uh, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So if he's healthy, you know, he'll factor in. And then the really the one that's really interesting to me is Ramon Jefferson. This is a guy who was an All-American at the FCS level in 2020. Uh, might have been 21 at Sam Houston State. And then last year they bring him in to kind of be the guy while Rodriguez is out. And on the second play of the season, he tears his ACL, and he was able to get a medical redshirt for a seventh college season. And believe it or not, he started his college career at Rhode Island in 2017, and his offensive coordinator was Liam Cohn, who's here at Kentucky. So like a full-circle, crazy story type of thing. And he's back in fully healthy, and he'll be ready for week one. So I do think Gray Davis gets the majority of the snaps. I mean, you're talking about a guy who ran for over 1,000 yards in the SEC, but they're going to move guys in and out. It's not going to be like Rodriguez or Benny Snell where they kind of get focused on one guy. Aaron, last year we spent a lot of time in the offseason talking about the possibility of that game in week five between Kentucky and Ole Miss that was in Oxford being a matchup of yep. undefeated. It's possibly being a top ten matchup. I feel like the way Kentucky's schedule sets up this year, now you, you can't ever, I guess, given the history of the series, take for granted a win over Florida, uh, given how lopsided it's been overall. But this schedule would sets yep. up for 5-0 and going to Athens. Um, I agree. Is, is there a lot of conversation about that among Kentucky fans and, and with this team that, like, look, that it's it's get to week 6, 5-0, and and then let's see what happens? Yep. A hundred percent. That's what I've been saying, really, for the last two months on, you know, my podcast, whenever I'm writing, and then when I'm hearing from fans and talking to my colleagues, everyone's kind of on the same path where you have to win those first five games. And obviously – you're right. You can't take Florida and just chalk it up as a win, but the last five years, Kentucky's won three. Uh, they've won two in a row. They went down at the swamp with Anthony Richardson last year and completely neutralized him. I mean, they have, <laughs> after 31 years of misery, uh, the last five years have been really good to Kentucky. They really should have won four to five. They blew one of those games, uh, an 11 point lead in the fourth quarter. So, uh, I definitely think that game being at home too, you feel pretty good that you should win it. So yeah, <laughs> if you go, if you're five and zero heading to Athens, and you, you know you could probably assume they're going to lose, you're five and one, okay, and then it's all cut out for you. I mean, you know Tennessee at home, which is going to be really tough. You got to go down to Starkville, and you, you guys are next to the woods, where Kentucky just can't win, and then State yeah. can't win in Lexington. It's one of those weird things where the home team always wins, uh, even though I think you know the last couple of years, kind of the, the better team hasn't won the game per se. So that's a, that's always a fun one, and then Alabama comes to town, and you know, Louisville's a little better. So if you can go 5-0, and 5-1, and one, it sets you up to do some special things, or at the very least, you can, you can still salvage it and go 8-4, and 9-3. and three. So, so that's what I was going to ask you next. Is this team more likely to win 7 or win 9? That's a great question. I'm going to go 9. I just think there's more upside on this roster. And, you know, some of the games, uh, I think they're going to beat South Carolina this year. I just don't like the offensive line of South Carolina. I think Kentucky's going to dominate that game up front, and they're going to win that one. 
I like them to still take care of Louisville, and I think I, I've had them at eight and four. So you say okay. seven or nine. So I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I think eight is going to be. I really think eight should be the floor. I mean, obviously injuries could happen, and that could change everything. They could slip up against Florida. Uh, and that can change things. But I really do think eight or nine is what you're looking at with this talent roster and just how the schedule shakes out, and especially with some of the games they've got at home. Uh, I mean, they don't have to go. I'm not saying they're beating Alabama, but they don't have to go to Tuscaloosa. I'm not saying they're beating Tennessee, but they don't have to go to Knoxville. Like, you know, there's a better chance of things breaking their way. Aaron, last thing for you. We've got uh, about a minute left. So Liam Cohen was an NFL guy. Rick Scandrello was an NFL guy, but they were not the same NFL guy. Liam Cohen is now back. NFL guy is, is back. Why is it different this year with him calling plays and working with the offense? Well, you can just look at the numbers. I mean, Kentucky, the 35th best offense in the country when he was here two years ago, and the players like him more. I mean, there were some things that came out. They said it in public where it didn't go great with Scangarillo, but this is a guy who really connects with his players. You know, he played in the college team in the late 2000s. He's on the younger side, and he's he's just a really good offensive mind. I mean, he, he really did a great job here a couple of years ago. He made sure everyone was involved and happy. He's still you know, gave it to Wandell Robinson as much as he could, get his best player the ball. So the, there's just a lot of good things. When you talk to Liam Cohen, you, you're always learning something. And I didn't have that experience when we talked to Scangarillo last week, or last year every week. So I, I bet you the players feel the same way. Aaron, thanks so much for your time. Great catching up, really good information, and I uh, look forward to talking to you down the line. All right, appreciate you guys. Aaron Gershon joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line as we continue our one last preview of all the teams in the SEC. Sports Talk Mississippi coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort, home of the sports book at the Golden Moon. We'll take a timeout. Back with you with a whole lot more right after this. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. Like, I know we got to move on and we got to get to 100 teams in 100 days. we got to talk a little bit about a few of the things that Aaron Gershon said just a second ago. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. You want to be a part of the conversation? We'd love to hear from you. Ceasefire text line is open. 601 601- 879-4395 at 601-879-4395. Have you heard about the Connect and Protect plan from C Spire? Uh, maybe the best way uh, for you to take care of your kids. It's the phone that your kids want with easy-to-use parental controls for you and just $30 a month with AutoPay. Connect and Protect gives you the tools to easily track your kids' location, restrict their content, limit screen time, and uh, help protect them online. Plus, right now, you can get iPhone 12 for less than $11 a month or get a uh, free TCL Stylus 5G. No trade-in needed. Learn more at cspire.com. Cspire customer inspired. Uh, we are coming to you from the campus of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College on this Thursday afternoon. They've got their Meet the Teams night, the Meet the Bulldogs night. Cheerleaders getting ready uh, in the, the gym behind us. We've already had the band in here. Football teams coming in tonight, men's and women's basketball, got soccer teams as well. So a lot happening on the Gulf Coast campus. We were talking about Kentucky. Yeah. And I think I like this Kentucky team. I like some potential there. Mm -hmm. I I, I paused for a moment, though, when Aaron said he thought that eight wins was the floor. Yeah. 
for this Kentucky team. Yes. Yeah, that's – and I, as we, we said in the break, I'll say it again, that when you are talking about a team, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Carolina, uh, Missouri, uh, Arkansas, you mentioned. Yeah. Even – and, you know, I don't know about Texas A&M. I, I do agree with what he's saying about Texas A&M does not deserve to be in the LSU, Georgia, Alabama tier. Right. But – when you're talking about eight and four is the floor, that's dangerous talk. That is. Well, well let's look wake, at the schedule. You okay. wake up in the morning and we were there five and seven, and what happened? Let, let's give them three and zero oh to start the year in the Easily. non-conference. Yeah. They're playing Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, and Akron. All right, so those three are. Sorry, Joe. Don't worry about it. At Vanderbilt, they'll win. They should. They didn't last they year. They didn't last. They year. lost to Vanderbilt last they did, year, and it's in Nashville, and it is. You know. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's not like there's a ton it's, of home field but it doesn't advantage. Matter. Being on the road is is tough, you know. But there's a scenario where Kentucky loses that game. There is, but I would, I would, they would be a solid touchdown favorite. Florida, I think they'll win. I do too. But am I like no. knock me off my chair shocked if they lose to Florida? No. Of course not. No. At Georgia, that's a loss. Missouri at home for homecoming should win. But this is the thing. This is what we're going here. Like, when you say the floor is. But that, that, that's the point that I'm making. Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Florida, these are toss-up games at best. Yeah. You, you can't have an 8-4 and four floor unless you've got, like, seven sure thing wins. Tennessee yeah. at home? Loss. At Mississippi State? I would say that's a loss right now. It's, I think, I mean, they, could they win? Sure, they could come to Starkville yeah. and win. But they haven't done it since 2008. Right. I mean, I would put that one in the toss-up category toss-up. as well, but history tells you the home team is winning this game. Right. Alabama. That's lost. At South Carolina, flip a coin. It's, it's, it's a he, he said he felt great about the matchup with South Carolina. I just don't know how you can feel great about a matchup when you're talking about game 11 of the season. Exactly. You're, there are a few things we've got to figure out between now November. and then. Yeah. And, and, and that's not a knock. And then he's like, oh, at Louisville, well, they're better, but I expect them to – Louisville might be a lot better. Yeah. So – I think that's an optimistic outlook yeah. for Kentucky. You can't, again. And again, I don't dislike this Kentucky team. They 8-9 may very well be where they finish. The floor at Alabama is 8-4. That's the floor. That's as they bad were two as plays they can away be. from being there last exactly, year. Exactly. That's the floor at Alabama. Is They lose to LSU. They lose to Texas. They lose to Texas A&M. And then somebody else, they lose the, the Iron Bowl. That's the floor at Alabama. Teams like Kentucky, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the floor is never eight and four. A lot of times, that's the ceiling. Yeah, that's that's a bold statement. If, yeah. if, if he's right, he's right. God bless him. But yeah. that's a bold statement. I mean, I'm saying the floor is like four or five. That's the the, the the real floor is you win three of your non-conference games and you beat Vanderbilt, and that's your floor. And that's four. That's four and eight. Because right now on their schedule, those are the only four games that I would circle and say for sure win. And even Vanderbilt beat them last year. But I would say they would beat Vanderbilt this year. I would think they would. Just a Clark Lee hater over there. I like Clark Lee. I'm just I just I would I would pick Kentucky to win that game without trepidation today. Today. When we get there when we get to that game in week four, I may have new information. What do you say we uh, we continue the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days? This day is bananas. B A N A N A S. This day is bananas. 
100 teams in 100 days. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Number nine on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days, the Syracuse Orange. You'll see them week two, right? I will. Yeah. I'm excited about that. My boy Garrett Schrader. Garrett Schrader returning as the quarterback for Syracuse after throwing for a little over 2,600 yards and 17 touchdowns last season. Uh, He was also the second-leading rusher on the team, 453 net with nine touchdowns on the ground. It's kind of his game. Yeah. I wonder if he's still wearing those, like, Daisy Duke shorts in Syracuse. Big, nasty, gross beard. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. He had that last year still. Okay. Dino Babers going into uh, into year eight. You you look at the the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea he'd been there eight years. I know. And... 2020 was an outlier for everybody. Well, yeah. But if anybody was going to fire their coach after 2020, we saw it happen a few places. Yeah. You thought it was going to be Dino Babers after going 1-10 in 2020. Here's the last five years. 2018, 10-3. Looking 20, good. 2019, 5-7. Yeah. 2020, 1-10. You could have easily been, it's time to go. 2021, yeah, 5-7. Yeah, Last year they go seven and six. Then they fall apart at the end. Um, I remember that Clemson game where they were they were if they had won that they might have had a, a track to beat to win the ACC. Yes, they beat Louisville in the season opener. They won handily at UConn. Three point win at Purdue. Two point win against Virginia. They put their foot on the throat of Wagner. 59 to nothing. It's Wagner, I think. Yeah. Wagner. Yeah. Speaking of Wagner. <laughs> no, no. No, Paul. We're not going to do that here. No. Is it real or fake? I don't know, Paul. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's Wait, people think show it's the fake? Ga- Gallo in the morning. What do you mean people think it's fake? Oh, here we go. I'm turning my my guy is gone. I say my guy. Guy is gone. <laughs> you say my guy? You got a relationship There ain't nothing with him? fake about the, the, that happening. That happened. There are a lot of people that think there might have been like a body double on the plane. Oh, well, you know, that would be smart like on the his Dark part. Dark Knight Rises, did Bane show up? I mean, when you, when you try to rises. overthrow a dictator and you fail uh, and you're still visible, yeah. that's a you problem when they off you. So that was not just a mechanical issue that they had on the plane and just a massive coincidence? <laughs> As the great Omar yeah. Little said, you come at the king, you best not miss. Yeah, but didn't he kind of choose to miss? Like I don't know. It was all going real well. I don't they know. just kind of backed down like they negotiated something along know. the way. Well, yeah, they didn't negotiate enough. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So anyway. Uh, yeah, Syracuse. Garrett Schrader in Syracuse. So last year they bounced back to seven. Uh, they beat Wagner. Wagner. <laughs> and then they beat <laughs> NC State. And that was a really good win against the yeah. top 15 team. Then they lost to Clemson, lost to Notre Dame, lost at Pittsburgh, yeah. lost to Florida State. Yeah. Lost at Wake Forest, lost to Boston College. That Clemson game was really close, and it looked like Syracuse had, or had a little momentum, and then Clemson got them. They won that game. There was a, a well, what happened? BS uh, roughing or, or late hit out of bounds call that kept a Clemson drive alive that they won That's the game on. That's it. Yeah, I remember that now. I'm sorry. They beat Boston College in the regular season finale. I'm about to say. Yeah. So, they, so they finished the regular season 7-5 and, and then lost to Minnesota, uh, who was rowing the boat in the pinstripe bowl. 
Yeah. Who could forget? Who classic game? All right, so Syracuse opens with uh, with Colgate this year, from Wagner to Colgate. Huh? Then they uh, then it's Western Michigan in week two. That's that's your that's game. where I'm. At. Yeah. What do we call it? The, the JMA Wireless Dome? Is that right? Isn't that what we settled on? I believe that is. What, yeah. Yep, yeah, the for, JMA for, Wireless Dome, formerly the Carrier Dome. Yeah. Uh, then it's uh, at Purdue. Then they play Army. Then they jump into ACC play and start things off in the league with Clemson. How about this stretch? How about this stretch for Syracuse? Week five, Clemson. Week six, at Carolina. Week seven, at Florida State. Gross. If you get one of those three, you feel really, really good about yourself. And then um, three of their last five are at home. So Clemson is number nine on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. And again, Garrett Schrader, uh, the starting quarterback, he's been playing football at the collegiate level for, what, 17 years now? 2019, he was a true freshman. So it's really not that Is bad. That it? Yeah. It really feels like longer than yeah. that. All right, we're going to keep talking about football when we come back, but we're going to talk Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College football. That's on the other side of this timeout. This is Sports Talk Mississippi with you on the road today at Gulf Coast in the Pearl River Resort Studio. We're back right after this. Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you on the road on this Thursday afternoon. We are getting closer and closer to the football season, and that's the case for everybody, right? you got high school football happening all over the Magnolia State tomorrow night. In fact, you've got games that are happening tonight in the state of Mississippi. If you are going to a high school football game, pack some water and a fan or whatever else it is you need, uh, you're going to be hot. And I don't have to tell anybody that, except these two guys uh, sitting beside me just came out of the heat couple of weeks away from the start of the junior college football season in Mississippi. And, of course, college football, we've been talking about that plenty. Jack Wright's the head football coach here at uh, Gulf Coast. He joins me, as does Eli Anderson, his uh, quarterback who was from Neshoba Central, you told me, yes, right? Yes, All right, so uh, great to see you guys. A little, uh, little toasty out there, right? Yeah, we just got off the field, and uh, I think everybody in Mississippi knows it's a little warm right now outside. Goodness. So. I mean, I, I feel like when I think back to high school from a long, long time ago, it was always hot in August. It was all, but it feels like this year in particular. I, I think they're saying hottest month on record or, or whatever. It's been kind of a different kind of hot. Has that affected your ability to to get work done that you needed to get done? It definitely goes into the practice planning process. Uh, what it makes you do as a coach is really look for ways to stay out of the heat and still get a lot done, which includes you know the weight room and walkthroughs and meeting time, things like that. But there's only so much time you can spend outside in this kind of temperatures especially on turf like we have before you know you start you start getting that negative return you start getting you start hurting your team more than you're helping it the longer you stay out there so uh, we've made some planning we had a really good practice under the lights last night so we're able to avoid a little bit of heat doing that but we were out there for about an hour today, and that's about as about as much as you can take. Well, wouldn't you love to be to hang it up? Wouldn't you love to be like in 1977 practicing in this? I'm like, ah, just get another salt tablet. You'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> yep. glad, glad we don't do things like uh, no. like that anymore. Eli, what about from a player standpoint? Uh, coach was telling us before we came on that uh, the the surface that you guys are playing on the that that turf field is 140, 150, yeah. something like that. By the time you guys get to the yeah. end of practice, what kind of an effect has it had on you guys? I mean, it's 
You just got to tolerate the heat. That's, that's, you come out there, and all of a sudden your cleats start to feel like they're melting on the bottom of your feet, and you just got to gotta lock in and just get through it. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's all that uh, you can do. So two weeks from tonight, you guys don't exactly ease into your uh, season. Uh, Northwest, a place that you're very familiar with, uh, head coach there, won a national championship there in 2015. Correct. Correct. Uh, and and have had a couple of trophies since then uh, as well uh, here at Gulf Coast. What a what a challenging start to the season. Yeah, uh, the way it, you know the way the schedule works in our conference, it just kind of rotates, and so every few years you look up and you get one of the best teams in a conference. You know that that's going to be the first team on your schedule, and I, I said it. You know, five years, six years when I first got here, there's nobody that respects this conference more than me. Every team in this conference is capable capable of beating you. Everybody's got great players and great coaches. So we definitely respect Northwest. We respect them all. And, and you know, they'll be ready to play, and, and we're working every day to, to make sure we're prepared. Who is the last person I mentioned to you right before we started talking? Like right before we came back from commercial, the, the name that I brought up to you randomly. <laughs> you, you were talking about South Dakota. I Manola. just got off the field. Uh, and I, and I mentioned George Carlson to you, yeah, Judge, Judge Carlson. Carlson. Absolutely, just yeah. got a text message. Shout out to South Panola grad Jack Wright, played on the 1993 South Panola State Championship team. That's from George Carlson. Yeah, you know, Judge and I go way back. Um, he, you know, many people don't know this, but before my dad showed up at South Panola, there were some lean years. Yeah, you know, and he showed up and kind of turned the program around. And Judge Carlson was right there and saw all that process and kind of lit that town on fire. It was a lot of fun there in the late 90s. Jack, I feel like because of your background, high school into the junior college ranks, you've coached a couple of um, high school stops along the way. You had the, the, the stint at Southern Miss as well. I don't know if the, there's anybody that, that understands the value of football in the state of Mississippi more than you do or has experienced it in as many different ways. When, when you look at football in, in the state of Mississippi, what about the health of it? Um, I think you've got a very, very healthy top end. I think a lot of the 6 and 7A high schools are investing a lot of money. There, You look up and some of the bigger high schools have 10, 12, 15 coaches, some of them, and I think they're all really, really good coaches. Uh, Part of my, you know, I, I, you're exactly right. I do kind of do understand the football dynamics in this state. My heart goes out to a lot of the smaller towns in Mississippi. I think, you know, the towns, the metro area around Jackson, parts of DeSoto County, the larger high schools across the state seem to be doing really well. But um, I see some smaller towns and some smaller cities that have a football proud tradition. Yeah. Um, maybe it's budgeting. Uh, maybe it's, you know, now that there's such an emphasis on state testing, things like that, I see, I kind of see the rich getting richer as when it comes to high school football in the state of Mississippi. And I, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. I, I don't know what what we could do to change it, but um, that's I've, I've seen it play out over the last decade, kind of like that. And you know, you you think about some of those smaller towns. It means so much. The, the high school football team means so much. And, and Eli, you had that in high school. Not necessarily oh, yeah. a smaller town, but Neshoba Central. It's a place where it meant a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Neshoba, that's a small school, as most people consider it. You know, we don't have a big town, but football Fridays is a different thing around there. I mean, everybody shows up and you show out. Talk to me a little bit about uh, uh, about the offense and, and what you guys are doing, what you like about this, why this was a good spot for you. I've loved what we've done so far. You know, I played against Coach Wright last year. I was at East Mississippi and played against them. I love what they did offensively. Very hard to stop them. We found that quick. But it, it's been awesome. We've got a really good O-line. We've got a solid receiving core. And we've got a really good running back group. So I think it's going to be pretty good this year. Tell us a little bit about Eli. 
uh, you know, uh, Eli he beat us twice last year, you know, so uh, he earned uh, everybody in this program's respect, you know, through his play on the field. Um, and, uh, you know, he was put in a position last year when they played us to really throw themselves back into the game, and there was a lot of pressure put on him, and he did that. And so um, the opportunity came to get him down here, and it was a no-brainer. And, you know, we went through the process of, of transferring, and, um, you know, we're just proud to have him here. We love to throw the football here, so he's a fit with what we do. Uh, we like to get the ball out quick, get it in, in the playmaker's hands, and that, that fits his playing style. You know, there, there are a number of community colleges in Mississippi that have really invested in, in facilities. I I don't know that there is another facility in the state, though, that is as kind of eye-catching as you pull up to it. I mean, I, I know ultimately you got to go on the field and you go play the game. It doesn't matter what the, the stands. Just, just the investment in the athletic facilities here, the commitment – uh, from the president's office all the way down. It's got to make you guys feel good. It does. You know, every every football coach would want a fine facility. Yeah. You know, so it really does have to come from the top down. I'm glad you said that. Um, but you have to have something that, that differentiates yourself in the recruiting process. You know, I think a lot of people don't understand at every level of college football, recruiting is ultra competitive. And so – Obviously, the top-level talent in the state of Mississippi is going to wind up at the Division One level, but there's so many really good players, you know, just like Eli, that you know, for whatever reason, they need to go to a junior college to kind of improve their stock. And those kids are going to take seven or eight visits to different community colleges around the state, or they're going to take three or four at least. And, yeah. and so you got to have something that stands out. You have to show that you've made a commitment, and the parents and the kids have to see that, you know. And I think they get that here. All right, so the recruiting rules at the junior college level have evolved a little bit over time. I mean, there there was a time where you were limited to certain counties that you could recruit, uh, and then you had just a few waivers, and then, you know, a limited number of out-of-state. Yeah, where are we right now on recruiting rules for junior college in terms of the way you build your roster? I get this question a lot because a lot of, a lot of older Mississippians grew up in the system that you just talked about. You, yeah. you had to go to your local community college. But in football right now, we're allowed to have 65 on the roster at, at kickoff of the first game. you could okay. you got to get it down to 65. 50 of those kids are from the state of Mississippi, and they can come from anywhere in the state of Mississippi, and then we're allowed 15 out-of-staters. So uh, by the time you put 65 players together, it, it's a really, really strong roster. So from a recruiting base, I mean, obviously you can go anywhere. Neshoba County is not right here where, where you guys are, not necessarily that far away, but how much time do you find yourself spending uh, in, in North Mississippi or the Jackson metro area from a recruiting standpoint versus what you have in your backyard, which is a big population center and a lot of guys that can really play from the Gulf Coast? Right. Um, I've said it. You know, since uh, 2011, really, is when all these rule changes came in. And I was an offensive coordinator in the conference at that time. And I, I've said it, I like it because as a coach, you can go fill your needs. And so if there is a quarterback in Neshoba County, you know, if you're willing to make the drive every week or every couple of weeks and go see the kid play and develop yeah. a relationship with him, you can do that. Um, but if there's a quarterback in Hattiesburg or on the coast that you like, you're, you may be better served doing that. So you just have to look at your needs, see who's available, and that's where you want to spend your time, you know, and, and try to get the best fit for your program. Eli, you uh, you guys get the first two games at home this year. First time, uh, Don was telling us a little while ago, since 2018, that there have been five home games. Uh, Northwest and then Itawamba in the first two weeks of the season. And just talk to me about excitement for you, for your teammates, as, as we move toward uh, two weeks from tonight, uh, the opening night of the season. You know, opening you know, week of football season is always like the night before Christmas. So it's 
you can't have enough excitement to get ready for it. But, you know, being able to play those two games at home, not to load up and be on a charter bus and driving all day and then turn around and drive back all night, you know, it, it, actually, it definitely gives you a better factor coming into those games. Some of those road trips are a long way. When you have to make the trip to Northwestern or to, to Itawamba, or, uh, that's a long that's It's a long, a long way. Well, people, what people don't realize is these games are Thursday night. And, you know, a lot of the kids have classes on Friday. Yeah. And so you're going to excuse them if they're really early, but, but they'll go back and, and have a class at 10, 11, 12 o'clock, something like that. So not a lot of rest. It's a grind on the players for sure. But to, to, to echo what Eli said, it's a lot, lot nicer not to have to do that. No doubt about that. Hey, wish you all the best this year. Uh, I know so much success on the field and uh, excited about the, uh, the season being here. And good luck to you guys. Thank you. Thank Thanks you Thanks so much down. for stopping yes, by. All right. Jack Wright and Eli Anderson. Jack's the head coach here at uh, – Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, and uh, he's got a little gunslinger there beside him as uh, as well. we got more coming up with you. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We're back right after this. Or number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi on this Thursday afternoon. Coming to you from Dantzler Arena which is the brand-new home, one-year-old, not quite one-year-old home of uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College basketball. Great venue. Uh, coming up to start the 5 o'clock hour, we'll push the college football fix back just a little bit. We're going to talk with uh, Owen Miller, who is entering his first season as head coach here at uh, Gulf Coast, and look forward to that coming up in uh, in just a little while. That's a guy who is, has seen a lot of basketball in the state of Mississippi at a lot of different places. Yes, so the high school yeah. level, the college level, we, multiple you need, college. You need spots. to ask him about his his own high school playing days because he played with this this guy who was pretty good. Changed his name somewhere along yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. We'll so. uh, we'll we'll sneak into that uh, coming up. Let's with dive you into one question in in just a little bit as well. Borky, let's go back and grab the Brett Yormark audio. I heard that this morning, and I thought this is a perfect Michael Borky fair or foul. Yeah. So, Brett Yormark is speaking on campus at Texas Tech. And he is addressing, obviously, a partisan audience. But it gives you a little bit of insight as to how they feel at the administrative level in the Big 12 about a couple of the teams that are headed elsewhere. Take a listen. In addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay. And coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. Okay, so Texas is on the way out. We know OU's on the way out. No, but apparently Oklahoma didn't offend anybody. Everybody just wants to take shots at Texas, right? Well, that's it's how it's easy. been since the start of the Big 12. Yeah. Nobody likes Texas. So, There's no Sooner Network. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. The, the the Sooner Network did not destroy the destroy the Big Twelve Conference. So, yes. fair or foul, sitting commissioner takes shots at a team that is still part of his conference. But remember the setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, or foul? fair. You have no issue with this. You know me. I love spite. 
Yeah, I love I love I love when it gets dirty and grimy. Yeah, by and, all means. And fair. a little shot at the beginning where he says, "Look, we we were able to get rid that of them a, a year early." That was a big win for us. Yeah, like they weren't trying to get out a year early, also. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, fair or foul, Borky. Uh, it's absolutely fair, especially when I saw the reaction of Texas fans uh, last night. Uh, and Andy Staples made a really good point. I know what he said. If that statement offends you guys this bad, you are going to really hate being in the SEC. Ella, Texas's first trip to Tiger Stadium is not going to go well for Texas. It's just not. Yeah, I can't wait. They'll get to a little see bit it. of an introduction in week two this year when they go to Tuscaloosa. They will. But that's a tame crowd, most yeah. of the, especially week two. Alabama fans don't know they'll be excited before week ten. So, so you you think Texas, from a hurt feeling standpoint, yes, is not ready for the SEC. Now they're gonna have to smoke a big fat El Sensitivo. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna eat their grumpy flakes every morning. They're gonna be really sad every day. Oh, you hear know what they said about us? They were doing the horns down in the stands. We're tech, we're by God, Texas. Who are they thinking they are? Yeah, yeah. The, the reaction was bizarre. I can't like, wait. You're, you're leaving them. Like, if you break up with a girl, you can't be mad if she tells her friends that you're a jerk. <laughs> you left. Texas is yeah. leaving. They're yeah, gonna, he, he's right. They're going to take shots at you on your way out, especially when you haven't won the league since 2009. I mean, every time they lose a road game this year, there's going to be like a goodbye video, a whole package of like, you know, here are the thanks for the memories, stuff like It's going to be great. Yeah. College football is best when it's And, and so the only way they shut that up is to win. Yes. It's the most talented roster in the Big 12. That makes for a great story, right? One of the best play callers in all of college football yes. is Steve Sarkeesian. They should win these games. Quarterback that people think is going to be yes. a top five pick. Yes. Have, have rebuilt the roster. Yeah. No excuses. Right. So now when the they, excuses can start when again When they next drop year. that game to Kansas State or to Texas Tech, it's going to be glorious. Yeah. And, and you know what? If the league office is waving pom-poms for whoever is playing ah. Texas and Oklahoma, then... Go a step further. Tell the officials, eh, you know. The SC- oh, oh, so you really want to shift things. The SEC does it. Don't tell me that Alabama hasn't had that benefit oh, in the past. Are you going to sit there with a straight face, having sat on the sidelines all these years, and tell me with a straight face? You, of all people, you go into the incom- – it's not conspiracy. It's incompetence. So- you would beat that drum all the time. Sometimes it's, it's conspiracy. You think so? Sometimes. Yeah, has Mississippi State been conspired against yes. by the SEC? Not in the game they were going to win, though. Well, then, what difference does it make? Well, it was just a, it happened, though, and it was blatant. Yeah. So, you think Ole Miss has been conspired That's, against? I, the first down, they moved the ball. Yeah. Was the red shoe game conspiracy also? No, that was just funny. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at SuperTalk.fm and SuperTalk TV. How close TV. that shoe come to hitting you? I think it was on the other side of the field. Okay, okay. It was on the uh, not nothing that I had a chance to catch to extend the game. <laughs> extend no, the uh, no chance for that happening at all. Uh, yes, college football is almost here. It cannot get here fast enough. But for our next guest, basketball season might not be able to get here fast enough. We'll talk about that when we come back with you for the five o'clock hour. News is next. Sports Talk Mississippi on the road at Gulf Coast Community College. We're back after this in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Mississippi. Hey, it's go time. 
Sports Talk Mississippi. Well, say something. Super Talk Mississippi. Five o'clock hour, fast-moving show with you on this Thursday afternoon as we broadcast live from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Sports Talk Mississippi on the road, but still in the Pearl River Resort studio. Don't forget, you can be part of the conversation on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Introducing the new Connect and Protect plan from C Spire, the phone your kids want with easy-to-use parental controls for you. It's just $30 a month with AutoPay. Learn more at cspire.com. Cspire customer inspired. All right. A uh, couple of guests with you as we begin the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to push the college football fix back just a little bit. We are joined by the brand-new head fo- basketball coach here at, uh, at Gulf Coast, uh, a name that is familiar in the state of Mississippi, Owen Miller, and um, his player who is back in his home area, uh, Nick Crass, who was a star at Gulfport, uh, went to Oregon State, so played in the Pac-12 and is now back home and uh, has given Owen something to uh, smile about in a big way. Good to see you. Yeah, you too, man. It's been too long. It, it has been a, a, a long time. We're, we're going to start. We're going to get Haydad's question out of the way. We're, we're okay. going back to, to yeah. your high school days. Um, you were, I guess, playing point, right? I was a combo guard on and off the ball, yeah. So. And uh, uh, you emerged as a scorer and a good player, but there was a time in your career where your job was primarily to, to yeah. get the ball to another guy who was a pretty good scorer in his own right? Yeah, I, I you know, I'm, I'm biased, but I, I think Mahmoud was the, the best player our state's produced. Uh, got an opportunity to play with him. He was a year ahead of me. Finished in '88. I finished in '89, and uh, just a fantastic player. Uh, hardest worker I've ever been around. And yeah, my, my first couple of years, I just stood over in the corner, man, you know, and uh, waited for them to double or triple team him. I got a lot of open shots. Kick one so, in the corner absolutely. and you're wide open. Don't, don't miss that one. But that was a, that was just a, a, a just a great time in my life to be able to play with him and then play with our high school coach, Burt Jenkins, who's who's God rest his soul, but was a fantastic coach, one of the all-time leaders in wins in high school basketball in our state. Of course, Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf was Chris Jackson when he was in high school at Gulfport. There's so many people who, uh, way more people than were actually there, claim to have been there at Tad Smith Coliseum the night that uh, uh, that Gerald Glass and, and Chris Jackson at the time put on uh, one of the greatest shows that, that college basketball has ever yeah. seen. Yeah, that was. I, I've got the DVD of that game. Do you? It was incredible. And, and you know, uh, people kind of forget about Gerald Glass. I mean, Mike Mood's name is, is, is really big, but what a night Gerald had. I mean, uh, going back and watching that, uh, Gerald Glass was a stud, man. And, and, you know, he was an undersized four. He's only about 6'5", but what a game. I wish I could have been there in person. I'm sure it was electric in the tad pad. and It was a packed crowd and uh, just a great night for basketball in our state and two Mississippi guys going at it. Yeah, I, I've told this story before. I we My family moved to Oxford in November of 1988, so right around Thanksgiving. That game was like January of 89 or February mm-hmm. of 89. That was supposed to be my first ever Ole Miss basketball game. Wow. Had tickets, family went, I got sick and ended up not getting to go as a a nine-year-old. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. an impression that would have been. Oh, yeah. Hey, very first college yeah. basketball game. Yeah. Here you go. You got two guys that go for 50-plus. Uh, for yeah. You got a guy that might 
might go for 50 at, at some point this yeah. year, possibly. Yeah, I mean, uh, huge get for us here at Gulf Coast, Nick Crass, and uh, had a fantastic high school year uh, career, was player of the year in our state. Uh, had a lot of offers coming out of high school, uh, chose Oregon State, and uh, got some playing time there last year. And uh, for us to get him, it, it does a lot for us uh, outside of basketball, you know, just to get a guy of his caliber played in the Power Five. We can sell that to other recruits. Yeah. Uh, and and to have a guy that's been through what he's been through at that level and practiced on that level is just going to pay huge dividends for our program, not only this year but for years to come. Nick, you were obviously a a star at Gulfport and had the opportunity to go play at the Power 5 level. That's a long way from home. Corvallis and Gulfport are not next door to each other. What was the draw to to go – so far away from home at that point in your career and now get the opportunity to come back home? Um, really the draw was going out there on my visit. Um, the coaches, it just it felt like home, felt like family, even though it was um, a long way, a long way, from, uh, long ways away from home. Um, I also wanted to just get out of Mississippi and just see a couple things yeah. and everything and um, experience a couple different, you know, almost like cultures because it's so far, it's like it's almost a different culture over there. But um, going that far away from home, noticing that nothing's like home, so nothing's like the South. So I'm just really grateful to be back and playing for Coach Miller. So you get this opportunity with a, with a new head coach, new coaching staff, in an unbelievable facility. Uh, I, we've talked about it throughout the course of the afternoon. I, I walked in to – we're kind of in the hospitality room looking out on the floor and was just like, wow, this place is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's first class, man. I mean, it's uh, – I came to a couple games last year when they opened the building and it gets really loud. And, and, and you walk in here and, you know, we were talking earlier, it, it's it's an old school kind of a cracker box gym that's modern. Yeah. And uh, it fans are right on top of you. It's going to get loud in here. And, and uh, you know, you go around campus, not, not just Dance Floor Arena, but anywhere you go – football stadium softball tennis it's first class they've done a great job they've made a huge commitment to athletics here uh, dr graham and her staff has just done a fantastic job with facilities and giving our athletes uh the things they need to be successful not only on the quarter on the field but off the floor you know we've got we got a unique situation in educationally uh a lot of our professors are our tutors which doesn't happen it's usually students yeah. and i got a brand new cafeteria brand new dorms i could go on and on but this place is special and and they've, they've really really done some great things here as it relates to facilities and uh, in return we, we've got to do our job and get the right people here and i think this is a gold mine i really do and i think they're going to be big things not only coming from men's basketball but across the board here at gulf coast oh and your your basketball journey is is uniquely mississippi mm-hmm. uh, i know you played out, outside mm-hmm. the state some but you know to to play at Gulfport and be a mm-hmm. star there uh, to work at mississippi state to work at Ole Miss, yeah. to go back and coach at your alma mater, and now to coach in the junior college yeah. ranks, you, you've gotten the full experience. I have, you know, I've, I've, uh, my journey's been a little bit different. Uh, I started in college and went to high school, and now I've kind of come back to college, and uh, it's been great. I, I love Mississippi. Uh, it's been fun to work at both Mississippi State and Ole Miss and uh, to, to, to be a part of those programs and some good times and make some great long-lasting relationships. It's, it's been a blast. It's, it's crazy how fast it goes, though, man. I'm going into year 30 overall, and it just seems like yesterday I was at Mississippi State coaching in the Final Four with Coach Williams, and uh, 
it's been a great journey. I love. Was that it. your first year on it staff was. there? It was. It was my second. My first year okay. we go to the Sweet Sixteen. Right. Uh, second year we return everybody. We had Dante Jones uh, to the mix, and and we win the SEC tournament and take off and 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 get beat by Syracuse in a national semifinal game in New York and. Uh, you know, after my first two years of coaching, man, I thought this is how it's going to be. Every this, is this, this is why, easy. Why did I wait so man, long? This, this is easy. I'm going to have a great career, and it's going to be this easy every year playing for championships. Obviously, that doesn't happen, uh, and it makes you appreciate those times, you know, that, that you got to experience those things and, and then got to be a part of Andy Kennedy's staff at Ole Miss and start that thing with him and was served five years with him and five great years, loved Oxford. And uh, to see what that program's done, you know, there was we started out there there was no facilities pack, a little better and not even close <laughs> you know we started out there uh in the tad pad had 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 no practice facility andy was a big part of getting the practice facility done and then a big part of, of building a new arena there which is fabulous which you've been around i don't there, obviously there's places that are bigger but i don't know if there's any places nice as uh, what they're playing in now yeah they certainly did a uh, good job with that nick give me a little bit of uh, an outlook um we're so close to the start of the college football season but then we blink and basketball's here as well so as you guys have kind of gone through some workouts and are kind of moving toward the start of your season give me a little bit of a forecast um, I'm actually really excited, first off, to just be here and, like Coach said, just be a mentor and a leader for these guys on and off the court. Um, like Coach Miller said, we have a lot of talent. Um, we have a lot of guards, so we're going to play fast. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun and exciting to watch. So I'm, I'm just excited. Like you said, the season's going to come fast, and we're just doing everything we can to prepare for it. Oh, and last thing I was going to ask you about that, what about style? Get, get yeah, up and down? we're, we're going to play fast. We're going to press. Uh, we're going to try to score 100 points a night. It's how I see the game. Uh, we've recruited to that, which has been fun, and, and getting back to being able to piece a team together instead of just taking who comes through the doors. Um, we've got really good guard play. We've got uh, forwards that can play out. out out on the floor and shoot the three. So, you know, I think we're going to be really fun to watch. And, and I, you know, I think, guys, that's how they want to play. You know, it sounds easy, but it's, it's the hardest way to play, to play fast. You've got to have depth. We think we've got great depth. We think we can play 10, 11, 12 guys every night. And then we've got really good guard play. And in college basketball, uh, guard plays where it's at, you know. And we've got skilled forwards as well. So so that goes hand-in-hand hand with what we're trying to do. Only about 30 seconds left. Yeah. To, to play fast there are a lot of people that would look at that and go oh you can make mistakes and get away with it do you yeah. actually have to be more disciplined absolutely to play fast a absolutely you know you, you because you're playing at a faster pace uh and it's easy to walk the ball up the floor and and get a play from the bench and and call a play and uh play that way but it's much more difficult to play fast and then the conditioning aspect comes into it we we have to be in the best physical shape of anybody in our league Great stuff. Thanks so much for coming by. Good Absolutely. to see you. Thank you. Wish you all the best. Nick Crass, who is uh, transferred back home to Gulf Coast Community College, and Owen Miller, so uh, no stranger to basketball in Mississippi, but headed into his first season as the coach here for the Gulf Coast Bulldogs. We're back. We've got the college football fix. We've got 10 days of trivia and a whole lot more with you. Would we continue Sports Talk Mississippi on the road today in the Pearl River Resort Studio? Sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. 
been fun. If you're watching on Super Talk TV, you can see they are filling in inside Dantzler Arena behind us. Yet the uh, their marching band takes up like an entire side of the gym, and then they've got uh, soccer teams and football teams and basketball teams all coming in for uh, meet the teams, meet the Bulldogs night here on the campus of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Thanks to uh, everybody who has been involved with this today. A lot of fun, some great conversations as well. First hour of the show, uh, we visited with uh, Dr. Mary Graham. She is the president here. Uh, good conversation with Jack Wright, the head football coach, and then uh, Owen Miller and Nick Kraft. What a cool pickup for them uh, to get a, uh, a guy who is from the Mississippi Gulf Coast, leaves to go play in the Pac-12, Decides to come back home and a uh, chance to really be kind of a cornerstone piece for Gulf Coast basketball team this year. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, good stuff there. All right, we got a lot to get to, though, in the uh, final 40 minutes or so with you this afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi. First of all, we'll tell you that uh, the show is brought to you in part by Gentile. Gentile is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can find them online at genteelapparel.com, and they are the sponsor of 10 Days of trivia. Is there a chance that I can be a little more clear today? Well, there's there's no chance you could be any less clear. So there. Oh well, good. I appreciate the uh, the vote of confidence. So yeah, I think so. I think you got this. All right. So uh, here's the deal: ten days of trivia. We are giving a uh, genteel golf shirt away each day. You get to pick. It's uh, it's whatever you want. You want one with an Ole Miss logo? You got it. State logo? Yep. Southern Miss logo, we can do that as well. Or if you want the Super Talk logo, which is what's on my shirt right here, you can uh, you can grab that as well. We'll get the size you need. We'll send all of these out at the end of the contest, which is going to run ten days. Very Hence, dramatic contest. Ten yeah. days of trivia. We got some music going in the background. We're ready. All right. So today's trivia question: You will text the answer to the Ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine. 4395 14 current teams in the SEC. All of them, at some point in their history, have a ridiculous blowout win. The biggest blowout win in the history of the SEC happened in 1916 when Florida beat Florida Southern 144 to nothing. 144 to nothing. Tough day at the office for old Florida Southern. wonder what their mascot is, was. Doesn't matter. The gentleman. The losers? I don't know. I, I don't know. All right. Most of these blowout victories have all come from, you know, the, the 19, early 1900s, the teens, the 20s, some 30s. But there are a couple that are more recent. Of the largest blowout victories in school history, for all 14 teams in the SEC, only two have happened since 1980. Give me the two teams who have their largest margin of victory win in school history since 1980. That was clear how I asked that, right? Yes, you're there good. There we go. So, if, if, if I'm looking at Wikipedia right, they're the moccasins. Are they still? They are still a school. Florida it's, Southern. It's a private uh, Methodist college. Florida Southern mocks. The what if they've been sued by UT Chattanooga? Probably not. Also the mocks. Uh, all right, so you can uh, you can text us your answer on the ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine. Which you need to monitor. I don't have four three nine five. Hold on. 
I got to remember the answer. I remembered the question today. <laughs> I got the question right. Porky, you know what the answer is, don't you? We talked about this earlier. Well, which tab is it? Which tab? I know what the answer is. It's that one and that one. I think I just saw the answer scroll by a moment ago. Hey, that texted to me real quick. I'll, I'll get the first texter. All right. All right, we have a winner. Right, we, right. we have a winner. So the answer is... We're about to hear it, Borky. So never mind. Missouri and South Carolina. So, Borky, I think the first correct answer came at 524. Maybe they're all yep, timestamp 524. Are, right. So, right, scroll through and make sure that we get the right one. We'll get that information. So, here it is. Get that info, yeah. In, um, in 1980, 1980, South Carolina defeated Wichita State, who doesn't still play football, by a final score of 73 to nothing. Shockers. Were shocked that day by the Gamecocks. I guarantee that was a headline somewhere. 73 nothing in 1980. The most recent largest margin of victory in school history came from Missouri mm-hmm. in 2011 when they defeated Western Illinois 69 to nothing. Nice. It was the second time in school history that they had defeated someone 69 to nothing. They also Ooh. did that to Drury back in. 1913. Double nice. Yeah. Gage in Ridgeland is our uh, is our winner officially, and he said Beautiful. he's got too many Mississippi State shirts as it is, so he's he, he's going representing us. He's going Super Talk hey, logo. Right. Yes, yeah. I like it. Very good. Very good. Very nice. Very nice. Congratulations. Uh, great job on getting that right, and we will uh, we will get that to you. Yeah, we'll need a color on that because they can do any color, any of their shirts, right? Yeah, with, uh, with Super Talk. Yeah, just just you, Gage. You can do a, a solid color. We can do stripes, or you can just tell just us. Look to, through the look, look through look at gentilapparel.com. Yeah, find a shirt go. you like, and then tell us what what you want done. We'll uh, we'll do our best to uh, to make that happen. All right, that's four days, four winners. Yeah, and and good good questions. I think so. Okay, uh, it's time for the college football fix. College Football Fix, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built for tough. And don't take our word for it. Test drive one today at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Don't forget the summer sales event going on. So savings is there for you. Um, Odd timing on this, but apparently Mississippi State active in the transfer portal. You never know. Nine days until kickoff. Tell me more. You is never... this an immediate impact player? <laughs> like bring him in right into the starting lineup. It's it's like soccer now. They're just right off the transfer market. Is that a uh, good thing or a bad thing from your team if you bring somebody in through the transfer portal That's... nine days before kickoff and they're a starter? It depends. If Caleb Williams decides to transfer, then yes, you're you're good bringing him in and letting him start immediately. I'm not sure that he's eligible. He'd find a way. Uh, Jamari Brown is this young man's last name. This is his, uh, uh, or his first name. It's first name and his last name. Uh, he uh, he is a. This is his second transfer. So I don't know. I don't know if he's a grad or not. But he originally at Kentucky, then went to Purdue. Now he's at Mississippi State. Started 13 games for the Boilermakers. Had uh, three career picks. A cornerback. Um, okay. I mean, a position where State needs some depth. So. We'll see what kind of impact, if any, uh, he can Why make. Why now? This. I have no clue. 
just found this out this morning, and then I got on the road and drove three and a half hours. I haven't had a chance to really dive into it. But I guess your phone probably doesn't work when you're driving, huh? Again, I try to drive safe. I'm not. You know, I listen to Dexter McCluster. I don't text. I wasn't and drive. suggesting I that stay you alive. text. I know how much you hate talking on the phone. Yeah, but sometimes it's useful. I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep my eyes on the road. All right. Get a hands-free device. You're a hands-free device. Shut up, Borky America. Pull off on the side of the road. I mean, it's kind of an important story to learn a little bit about, don't you think? I honestly, when I saw this was the college football fix, I was like, wow, Borky really dug deep for this one. <laughs> I was not expecting this to be the college football fix today. But that being said, uh, I can't imagine he plays a huge role for Mississippi State this upcoming year. They, they, they have so many transfers already in that secondary. Yeah. Those are guys who've been through the spring and been through the fall and have been here, in some cases, a couple of years. I assume he's a depth piece, a guy who maybe they, they would like to see contribute next year when DeCameron Richardson inevitably, inevitably uh, moves his way into the NFL. So we'll see. Um, is there a player that left? Also? Yes, there is, and that's, that's a tough circumstance. Ty Jones, true freshman linebacker out of Bay Springs. I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe in the last six months he's had three immediate family members pass away mm. and has decided to – I think he's decided to leave the game of football and oh. just go ahead and, and, and try to, to – Maybe some other responsibilities that yeah, he needs to at, take at care of. Yeah, at that point, yeah, I think that's the case for him. So we wish him luck. We wish, Obviously, thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. Uh, it's a very, very tough situation for a talented young football player, a guy that Mississippi State was very high on last year in their recruiting class. 18 years old, and the weight of the world on him. I, I really do. I, I feel. I feel for the kid. Tough stuff there. On uh, on Monday, Sports Talk Mississippi will be live at the sports book inside the Golden Moon Casino at Pearl River Resort to kick off the college football season and celebrate the sports book's five year anniversary. Learn more about everything that's happening from golf and gambling to live events and great dining at PearlRiverResort.com. That was your college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. We've got more coming up with you. We're back after this. Sports Talk Mississippi on the road today at Gulf Coast Community College in the Pearl River Resort Studios. If it's happening in Mississippi sports, you'll hear about it first, right here. Sports Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Thursday afternoon. Thanks for being a part of the conversation. Ceasefire text line is open to you at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Gage was our winner on 10 Days of Trivia. He's got a Sports Talk Mississippi golf shirt from Gentile that is uh, headed his way. But don't forget, you will have more chances to win tomorrow. It will be day five of 10 Days of Trivia, and then we will uh, – Roll on with that next week as well. 
All right. Hey, Dad, what did I miss? I, I'm sorry. I was not glued to Twitter for every second of the show today. Uh, my apologies. You asked me, like, hey, are we going to talk about this Harbaugh thing? And I'm like, I don't even know what it is. What Harbaugh thing? Biggest story in college football. Some, some commentator you are. Uh, so Michigan has announced coaching duties for the first three games of the 2023 season. As we know, Michigan has self-imposed a uh, – I thought it was a national anthem for a second. Uh, a a three-game suspension mm-hmm. for Jim Harbaugh. So, game one against Eastern Carolina, Jesse Minter. Well, I don't know exactly what positions these guys coach. I'm sorry about that. But he will be the head coach. Against UNLV, Jay Harbaugh will be the, the head coach in the first half. And then Mike Hart will be the head coach in the second half. Okay. And then against uh, Bowling Green, Sharon Moore will be the head coach. And then... They have also named Ben Herbert as the associate head coach and Jim Harbaugh's dad, Jack Harbaugh, as the assistant head coach through this. This is both a really good move because he's given a lot of guys opportunities to be a head coach, and that's, that's good. We talked about that the other day with, uh, with Lane Kiffin. Yeah. It's also an absolute troll job. It's fantastic. Again, college football is better with spite. This is total spite for the NCAA I love it. I think it's great. I love the the two head coaches in one game thing. That's outstanding. Borky, is that what this is? I mean, everything Harbaugh does is either weird or with intent to troll. So that that doesn't surprise me. So yes, I guess those two things. It's a little weird. (laughs) Yeah, you can never underestimate. You can never under. I, I keep thinking you've got me paranoid about the national anthem here. Like it's going to be played and we're not going to be standing up and we're going to look terrible. Uh, he is weird. I wouldn't expect a fan of Russia like you oh, to stand up for the national anthem in the first place. Uh, one, one day, cross. One day. One day what? One day. One day you'll be patriotic enough to. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he's weird. And he likes Borky nailed it, and and I think I think this is more troll than weird, but Comrade, it's got an hey dad, but it has an appropriate amount of. If you're going to do the voice, you got to really get into it. You have to really make your voice work and say Comrade hey dad. You have to, you know, if you can't do the impression, don't do it. Okay, it really it's kind of making a mockery of their opponents. That is one thing. He is dis- this is he's this is, disrespecting the game. He showed a lack of respect. Um. Which I don't know that that's his intention, necessarily. Probably not. You think he doesn't like Lane Kiffin and he's trying to one-up Lane Kiffin and the opportunities that he's giving to assistant coaches? <laughs> now, his, oh, you think Lane you. Kiffin? Yeah, good, good, now, let his, now you, you really got me hopeful that that's what this is. That, that, there is. that there's some rivalry that we don't know about between Harbaugh and Kiffin and... And this is all a one-upsmanship that he he just wanted to make Kiffin look bad. Oh, you you let your guy coach a scrimmage. Yeah, my guys are coaching actual games, and I'm letting four of four guys go. I got four guys in three games. Do you, your do move, you, Lane. Do, do you think it was a deal where he just like he couldn't decide who deserved no, to be no, the interim head coach? No. no. He, he so he, you're you're convinced that this, this is a there's, there's how can tr- I give the middle finger to the NCAA? Yes. Yes. There's that. But as Borky said, there is some weirdness with Harbaugh. It's inherent. It's a man who drinks milk at a steakhouse. I, I still think there's internal strife. 
What would you do if we went to one of those those steak dinners at Media Days and I was like, can I get a glass of milk? What would you say to me? I wonder what Matt Moscona would say to me first and foremost. You, you know, he would curse. I already know that you're weird. Yeah, that's true. Moscona would be the one to be like, what did he say? I'm like, he ordered what? You you don't need that for your cereal in the morning, but by golly. But I'll have it with my I want a little milk. I'm going to have this cowboy ribeye maybe I, want a little milk I need steak, a little yeah. Uh, yeah. 2% or whole. Oh, if I'm getting milk, I'm getting whole milk. Okay. 2% milk is lying about being milk. It's water. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's cloudy water is all it is. Goodness. Could, well, and what, the, if, what if Michigan messes up and loses one of these games? <laughs> It'd be the funniest what, thing I ever. Mean, can't you see this, though, on, on week one, opening Saturday? I swear this happens to Michigan more than anybody else. It's an 11 o'clock game. Kind of a sleepy environment. Harbaugh's not there. And East Carolina in the third quarter has a 10-7 to lead with the football. Can't you just I'll see that in your head in. happening? I would be locked into that. I think Mason Garcia is going to be the uh, quarterback for East Carolina this year. All right. For what that's worth. Flipping the, back through an East Carolina depth chart from, <laughs> from last year, earlier this week. And tell, I guess he's going to be Tell me you're not locked into that, that you're like, oh, my gosh, if this happens, it'll be the funniest thing ever. It's always yeah. there. It's the, the, those 11 a.m. kickoffs in the big house where it's just kind of sleepy and they struggle. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if that's the game on that Saturday <laughs> that nobody's expecting to be good and suddenly you're looking up and it's good. Yeah, this has got me excited. I, I, I love college football so much, and now there's just more to love. You're going to love this, too. Give it to me. Um, the ACC is, again, seriously considering the potential additions of Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Yeah, it, it, this is getting silly at this point. Either add them or don't. Stop seriously considering. I'm, I'm seriously considering stopping at Ed's Burger Joint in Hattiesburg on the way home. No, I'm just going to do it. There is no serious consideration. Just make a decision already. How, how little do you have to think of yourself in the greater college football ecosystem mm-hmm. to be willing to say, I want to pay in your, play in your league. And I'll take no money. And you don't even have to pay me. Yeah. Like, like everybody else can get money, and we're good. You ever seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Uh, no. Okay. Well, there, there's a scene like that where the guy is just trying to not lose his job and get arrested, and he's like, I'll give you 50% of my – and it's, it's, this is what SMU's doing, right? They're just like, we just want to be in your conference, you know? It's like, well, it'll work out at some point yeah. financially. Seven years, they're not going to get any money. But, I mean, d- does SMU really have the boosters well, they where, where they are going to say, yes, we will make up. Thirty million a year. Is Sherwood Blunt still alive for the next twelve years? I don't know. Now nah, I want to Google see if he is. Uh, I mean, I, I, hey, Dad, I even read a story this week that wondered out loud. You know, Stanford has like the second or third largest endowment among all yeah. colleges and universities. They could just take that. Mo- no, go ahead. That go ahead. said, go ahead. I, I thought about you. That was suggesting that perhaps they could dip into the endowment to make up for the loss in mm-hmm. revenue. And the immediate the, the author immediately went to, though that's unlikely because these are the hurdles they would have yeah. to overcome. Like the number of people, like not even sure that they can do it legally, mm-hmm. but the number of people who would have to sign off on that yeah. is it's li- extensive. It's a, it's a big number. Yeah. So I don't know. But they could. 
Yes, I guess theoretically they could. <laughs> theoretically. They, if they re- rewrote the bylaws. You know what I am? I'm technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. Yeah. The, you, you know what the crazy, and, but the they, crazy they, thing they, to me in all of this? Stanford and Cal just as bad. They're taking like 30%. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's a small number. I mean, I think Stanford said they didn't have to but get I mean, at paid. The same Cal time, had to have some of it. Washington and Oregon are doing the same thing in the Big Ten. They're taking. Yeah, uh, but there's uh, a big payoff. There is. That it, there is, but and their new payout is more than their old payout was in the Pac-12. They're getting minimum wage for the first five years, though. They're just like, ah, eh, you know, we'll do what we got to do. Well, would you take minimum wage yes. for five Over years? Over nothing, yes. Well, no. I, I was going to say this. If I said to you, we want you, I can't afford you right now. I'll pay you. I'll pay you minimum wage. All right. But five years from now, yeah. Seven years from now, yeah. I promise to pay you two million dollars a year. It sounds like the the beginning of boiler room where you're making two hundred and fifty dollars a month for the uh, the first six months you're with the firm. Yeah. But then after that, I guarantee you'll be a millionaire. But at least in the the case of of Washington and Oregon, there is real money there. Like they're they are not they're not losing from what they were previously making. Right. SMU is going like I don't just you don't have to pay us. Just like put us on the schedule. Yeah, back into a power conference. We're back. Get get Eric Dickerson Jute the third and Craig James the fourth out there and let's go. But let me okay. So it, but is the flip side of that if you're SMU if, if I'm SMU is, is my argument against what I just said a second ago the heck else do I have to lose? What do right. I have to lose? Yeah. I mean, I'm in a conference that's never going to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, yeah. okay, I'm going to be part of a power league. Yeah. I've got enough money Who knows what among happens in 10 our years people where we could be. It's a good point. And if you position yourself to be ready for the next round of whatever it comes, go. maybe they've elevated themselves. There you go. So maybe I just argued against my own point. All right. We'll wrap it up with time. you coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Uh, On the road today at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College in the Pearl River Resort Studio. The best. The best. Sports talk in the state. It's the best thing. Say that again. We the best on three. One, two, three. We the best. Sports talk Mississippi. Super talk Mississippi. It's just going to be a distant memory. After a, did I read correctly, 16-year run? That's insane. I had no idea. I'm tired of being made to feel old. I feel triggered, and I feel attacked. Big and rich, no longer part of the opening of college game day. Borky, what are the details on this? Not much. They released a video essentially saying thank you to all the fans, but our run is over, and somebody else to be named later will be replacing us. Does ESPN like college football? Do they like it? 
They, we know the answer is no. They're trying their hardest to get rid of everything that we like about college football. Here's another thing. 16 years of starting your Saturday with, and we're coming to your city. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Bork. Give and me it's a little, Give me a little zing but, in my zang zang, Bork. Come on. In fairness... For the first year or two, I don't it, it remember. Time. I don't. I don't think we were in love with Big and Rich leading us I, I, into I, I our think Saturdays. It took, it took some getting used to. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So if they, well, re- I'm just telling you though, they better not replace him with Applebee's song guy. Oh, you know it's going to be terrible. It can't be that though. They, they they need to get they need to do something other than that. I don't know what they're going to do, but not that. Well, what I mean, if, they, what the, if they figured out a way to use Hank Jr. and it was like, are you ready for some football? Some Rolling into game. game day. <laughs> a Saturday party! I mean, they already picked a terrible song from Post Malone, who he's a talented guy. The song doesn't fit college football at all, so if it's he the same thing. Hold on a second, breaking news. Yeah. Post Malone just got another tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> all he's got left is like this space over an eyebrow and maybe, you know. Some unmentionable areas. How do you know? I'm just, I said maybe. Oh. I said maybe. I left myself an out. You did. Technically. Technically correct. You are correct. Uh, So that's going to make you sad or no? Do you want to know the truth of the matter? Big and rich. You don't watch game day. I don't watch game day. Borky. I watch watch the SEC Nation. What do you do? I watch SEC Nation. I don't, I, I don't, because I don't want to hear them fawning all over a bunch of teams that I don't really care about. Yeah, but then you get fine bomb. Oh God, I, I, mean, I, just, I, yeah. I just, I just have it on in the background. But, but anytime there's like a sporting event, hey, did you guys watch this? Nope. You know, you know what I'm really watching on Saturday mornings. You know what it is. Yeah, the Premier League, the Premier League. Um, this does make me sad though, because every single Saturday, I'm one of those people, and I know we hear from our audience some that you know they don't watch game day anymore or whatever. It's gotten bad, and, and frankly, it's gotten worse. Corso without a fastball is it's it's tough TV. I love him, and I think he should decide when he's done and not a second sooner. Yeah. But it it has lost and some they, of its steam. But I start every Saturday morning with college game day, and they they bring in guest pickers who don't know football and that. Football fans don't know. Like, was it Jack Harlow? Oh, he that was guy could, A, couldn't have wanted to be there less, but B, who the heck is that guy? And then, remember, they gave him, like, ten minutes to play a concert on, like, the circular stand in the middle of the crowd, and the entire crowd was like, this guy sucks. Because <laughs> I don't know who he is. Like, I don't know who he is. If you said, if you played a song right now, if you played three songs and said, pick the Jack Harlow song, I mean, I might as well just flip three coins. I have no idea what that guy sings. All right, so so this is pretty cool, is it? The you know the Grove Collective has been doing their week of giving thing, and they had like the all day YouTube deal on on Monday and raised a bunch of money, and they've continued to yeah. do some giveaway stuff. So tonight at six o'clock, for members only on the Grove Collective website, they have fifty pairs of Lane Kiffin collection. Custom designed Nike Air Force Ones that have got the real, tr- you know, they did the yeah. real tree helmet. It's got the real tree and the swoosh and the little grove oak tree on the heel. Those are pretty cool looking, actually. I'm not a sneakerhead at all. That's pretty neat. Oh, and Lane Kiffin signed them, too. Well, they'll probably just go ahead and send you a pair since you're such a probably, huge giver. Probably not. My guess is those 50 pairs of shoes don't last very long. Probably not, nah. 
It's, uh, they're white. They definitely won't last very long. White shoes, bad idea. That's not what he meant, but you're <laughs> correct. Yeah, you're correct. What um, they've done some innovative things with with that in trying to keep people engaged. I mean, it you got to. You can't just sit there and ask for money. You got to come up with reasons you, to give. You're, you're right, but but I guess my my thought was this: whatever momentum existed through the first seven eight weeks of the season last year was summarily lost mm-hmm. between the first of November and the first of January, mm-hmm. and people were so frustrated, kind of. Over the next couple of months, yeah. But getting through the spring and through the summer with some positive buildup and some positive things happening, they have managed to reel everybody back in, especially on the donation that's side. College of things. football, baby. I guess that's the beauty of college football, right? We're all undefeated right now. Thanks for being with us. Thanks to all of the good people at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College who have hosted us today. It's been great being here in Perkinston on the Gulf Coast campus tomorrow. We will be on the eve of the first game of the college football season. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Have a great Thursday night. Good night. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.